at SAFM Radio and at Mish Constant on SAFM. It's 8.23, you are indeed, with SAFM 104 to 107 taking you through with the JSB. And what a fascinating story we have coming up next. And I do think we really do try and just trawl through all the stories that are taking place. There's all the mainstream stories, but of course there are other stories as well that talk to what it means to our history, our heritage, what it means to be human. Now, I am in this particular interview, I'm going to be talking about Khoi San, and I know that some people say that we need to differentiate between the Khoi and the San, but uh, our guest will explain to us why we're doing this. Apparently, there's been a 500-year-old horn, and it's made as a container which was discovered in South Africa. And what it does, of course, is it sheds light on those ancient pre-colonial medicines. So to tell us a little bit more about the cow horn and what it looks like and what was in it is Professor Justin Bradfield, Associate Professor at the University of Johannesburg. Prof Bradfield, thanks so much for joining us. Morning, Michelle. Thank you very much for inviting me. Okay, so first of all, we are talking about something which talks to uh, and sheds light on what are described as pre-colonial Khoisan medicines. And um, I did mention that uh, some of us are, suggest that it should be the Khoi and the San. And I just wanted to know why, in this case, we bring the two together. Right. So in the paper, we refer to it as Khoi or San uh-huh. um, in origin. So about 500 years ago, um, we know that there are both groups of people who are living in that area. There's yeah. the Khoi and there's the San. Now, as you mentioned, there's uh, a lot of debate that has gone on in academia about whether we're referring to two separate groups of people, whether those, whether that separation is in fact a colonial attribution um, or whether there were in fact two different groups of people. Of people at that time. Yeah. Um, but for our purposes, we refer to it as the portmanteau term of Khoisan, or in, in the paper, it's Khoi or San, because we don't know yeah. which of those two groups the medicine container belongs so, to. So you're almost using it as a suitcase term, so to speak. Yes. Great. So, okay, here's the thing. So you discover this, this, this cow horn with mm-hmm. a little leather lid on it. Where, yes. First of all, where, where did you find it? Okay, so I didn't find it. It was discovered by a hiker um, in a rural area of the Eastern Cape. Yeah. Um, and he was camping in a rock shelter, and he found um, sticking out of the ground what can best be described as a parcel. Yeah. And the parcel was, it turned out to be the, the cow horn with the leather lid wrapped in bouffain de sticker scales, grass, and tightly bound together with um, plant fiber rope. And when he unwrapped it, he found that inside this horn, that it's a cow horn, there was a substance which he assumed to be poison. Um, and he sent it to me to um, get it analyzed. And it turns out after the GCMS analysis that all the components in that substance that's in the horn are medicinal or at least have medicinal properties. So here's the interesting thing. So there's a medicinal mm-hmm. property, um, a medicinal substance that is discovered mm-hmm. in the horn, solidified. But as you mentioned, so I'm taking it back to the outside for a moment. As you mentioned, mm-hmm. it was covered in the leafy scales of the bouffain plant. Now that, in fact, is a poisonous plant, which means that whoever held that horn or had that horn didn't want anybody else to take control of it or, or engage in it. 
Um, yes, to some extent. So the Blue Thunder Sea Turtle, I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting plant because it has a wide range of applications. Yes, if you cut the bulb open, it's a very potent um, toxic poison, which we know the San were using to uh, poison their arrowheads. But the scales have um, some very good antiseptic properties. And we know that um, in times gone by, people were using the scales of the bouffane to preserve food and um, other items. So yeah. interestingly enough, very close to where the, the medicine horn was found, about 10 kilometers north of that site, there was a, there's another site um, in the Kurocha Mountains where a mummified uh, individual was found also wrapped in the bouffane the speaker scales. And we believe that um, part of the reason for the, the mummification or the preservation of that body is because of the antiseptic properties of those scales. Yeah. So the plant itself has a wide range of different um, applications, including poison, but also medicinal. So the substance that was once liquid found inside the horn, <laughs> you say it had medicinal properties. What do you think it was? <laughs> That's very difficult to say. Unfortunately, with something that is this old, we don't have, you know, the, the full picture. Yeah. So what we found um, when we did the analysis is we found various organic compounds. These are uh, plant secondary metabolites. These are uh, things that the plants produce during their lifespan, which humans can use for various purposes. Every single one of the compounds that we identified in the GCMS column have no medicinal applications. And so we, we then assume that, okay, well, if everything there has medicinal properties, most likely what we're looking at here is some sort of medicine. And what's very interesting about this is the two major components that we found are both non-toxic um, if overdosed on. They're called safe compounds. Yeah. So very often you will find the distinction between a poison and a medicine is in the dosage. But in this particular instance, you can't really overdose on, at least on the main compounds here. It's not going to have any adverse effects on you. I mean, what does this offer us? I mean, first of all, I imagine it gives us great uh, insight into what medicines from ancient times and pre-colonial times could have mm. been in the world. But but what else does it? I mean, it it makes me think that were there perhaps um, you know more uh, doctors, as so to speak, sangomas, etc., that were operating uh, at that time with mm. regards to the to the people. Yeah, I mean, almost certainly there were medicine men or medicine people um, at that time. Unfortunately, we don't know anything about that period of history because. You know, history, written history in this country only started um, with uh, with the early Dutch settlers. And we've got very, very scanty accounts of the Portuguese sailors coming down the coast a bit earlier than that. But this is really interesting because it's the oldest example that we have of a medicinal substance that was used in Southern Africa. And we know that people were using uh, medicines and combining plant ingredients uh, more recently in time. And we know that as far back as 200,000 years ago, people were aware of the medicinal properties of plants. So at, a cave, uh, at, at Border Cave, which is on the, on the border of KwaZulu-Natal and Eswatini, we have evidence that people were uh, burning the, the leaves and branches of a specific tree 
which when burned releases insecticidal properties. So they were actually fumigating their living areas. So we know that people from time immemorial were aware of the medicinal and, and pharmacological properties of plants. But this is the earliest example we have where at least two or more plant ingredients are being combined together in a container, presumably for medicinal purposes. Whether it's to be taken orally or to be applied topically, we don't know because um, you could, based on, based on what we found, you could use it both ways. Um, but it is the earliest example that we have. So, okay, so what happens now? With what you've well, discovered? <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, not much um, happens from this point onwards. The, uh, the shelter in which it was found does have um, sawn rock paintings on the wall, but we can't tie in the contemporaneity of the rock paintings with the medicine horn. And unfortunately, there's no other archaeology in the shelter that we can study to give some sort of context or additional context to this discovery. At the moment, um, it, it's a very shallow deposit, and at the moment, it's just a, a once-off once find. Oh, but well. we do have what, what, what's interesting and where my research is now um, heading in the direction of is we've got several far more recent um, medicine horns or um, Sangoma witch doctor horns, as they were called in the 1920s, that have substances in them. And these items, they were confiscated um, from people during the Witchcraft Suppression Act of the 1920s, 1930s and earlier. And we've got those in our museum. And so the next step in this research project is to relook at those and to analyze the chemical matrix of those and see what substances people were using and what they may have been using those things for. Professor Justin Bradfield, Associate Professor at the University of Johannesburg. The discovery of the 500-year-old cow horn, it's capped with a little leather lid and then it was wrapped in the scales of the Bupani bulb and... Uh, inside a once liquid medicinal substance and as noted it may have come from the koi it may have come from the koi san uh, or the san not uh, sure which one yet but brilliant i mean i think to be an archaeologist and a scientist who follows our histories uh, histories as well it just must be the most fantastic job for sure big fat juicy the choice is yours